Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. It's Monday the 31st of July and our top story today is about an Ashford man who's told the podcast how the block of flats where he lives is being destroyed by antisocial behaviour. Now, Trey Walker says graffiti, arson, drug use and criminal damage at the Panorama has got worse since security staff were taken away in December. The 25-year-old wants something to be done about it and he's been speaking to our reporter Sam Pretty much as you skip the teenagers and it's just so much vandalism, so much criminal behaviour and there's just no one doing anything about it. Yeah. Like No one wants to help, no one want, is taking any notice of it. I mean, you know, fires being like lit, lighting matches and stuff in the corridors which could, you know, end someone's life if it's out of control. So it's just, you know, it's just time to take a stand. It just can't take, carry on anymore. So, Give us a, a couple of more examples of what the, the trouble that's been caused. Uh, so they're pretty much pulling the door, down, the door downstairs to get into the building. They're smashing the doors, the fire exits, um, in case of a fire, are meant to, you know, be able to get out of, but they've just caused so much damage. There's been glass bottles smashed. They've got on, you can get on the roof by the lift and they've throwing, been throwing stuff off there that could, you know, it's a high building. It could seriously cause someone really bad damage, could even kill someone. They're throwing footballs and bags of stones off the top of the roof. And there's been one previous time that they've thrown a bag of sand off the top and it's landed on a car and absolutely smashed the, the car was written off because it's such a high drop and it's just, you know, smoking cannabis in the corridors. I mean, I've got a two-year-old son that likes to take the stairs and we can't even do that because they're sitting there smoking, smashing glasses, as I've said, and just, you know, it's just not livable. Mm. Like, my missus is scared to stay at home on her own she has to lock the door because people in this building have had attempted break-ins and they're just running past, kicking doors, trying handles, and it's just, just can't carry on anymore. Like, Who have you complained to about this? Uh, so about the glass and the matches, we actually reported to the police and they've turned around and said they can't do anything unless we see them and we have to re- call them whilst it's being done and then they can do something about it but we've had picture evidence of who's doing it and there's just still nothing they want to do about it. How long has it been going on? Uh, since December, since they got rid of the security here. Uh, what security is that? Uh, well, there used to be a front desk and there was security there that patrolled the building all day and like sh- rotate shifts, so they do day and then someone else come in and do the night shift. And then it was fine, no issues, like not like now. And as soon as they went, that's it, that's when it all just hit the fan and 
It's just been a living nightmare ever since. Well, police have told us they are aware of the concerns and the company that manages the building say the incidents have been dealt with. They're also planning to install better CCTV. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and tributes have been paid to a 20-year-old man who died after a car crashed into a roundabout in Ashford. Matty Tabaka from Ashford has been named locally as the victim of the accident at Bad Munster Rifle Road just after mid night on Sunday. Friends have described him as a lovely lad who had the purest soul. Three other young men were taken to hospital with serious injuries. It's understood a barge that's due to house 500 asylum seekers who've crossed the channel to Kent hasn't passed fire safety checks. An initial group of men were due to move into the facility in Dorset tomorrow. The Home Office say the Bibby Stockholm is undergoing final preparations to make sure it complies with regulations. Two jet skiers have been rescued after getting caught up in windy weather off the Thanet coast. Both people had ended up in the water about 800 metres from shore at Botany Bay near Margate yesterday. They were picked up by lifeboat crews who also towed the jet ski back to land. Now train drivers who are part of the Aslef Union are starting a week-long overtime ban in an ongoing dispute over pay and working conditions. Southeastern say they expect to run a full service here in Kent. Next today, and a Kent MP is calling for a long-term plan to make the most of nuclear power in Britain. Greg Clark says we need a diverse energy supply, including renewables, to reduce our dependence on imports from countries like Russia. The Tunbridge Wells rep is chair of the Science, Innovation and Technology Committee. It's important because we we have a gap in our energy supplies. We've got nuclear power stations that are coming to the end of their life. And if we don't replace them, then we will... Uh, we'll have an absence of electricity generation. But to, to replace nuclear power stations uh, is a very complex um, task. And to, to do that, we need to have a clear plan to, to replace what we have. And if the government's intentions are to be met, to expand our nuclear power generation uh, to achieve that. We need diverse energy supplies uh, in future. So we don't want to rely on imported energy uh, that we've seen through the war in Ukraine can increase in price and possibly uh, be insecure. Uh, Renewables will be a very big part of our energy mix, but at the moment we don't have the ability to store energy. And during the times that the, the sun isn't shining and the wind isn't blowing, we still need to have electricity. And the beauty of nuclear power is that it is reliable, it's dependable, it's always on. It's, in fact, they call it baseload uh, electricity. Our committee wants the, the government to, to sit down with the, the nuclear industry, uh, both the, the operators, uh, the, the suppliers, the educational and training providers, because we need a, a big expansion in the skills that are there, the regulators, and to agree with each other a very clear plan, step by step, month by month, as to what we're going to do together to be able to deliver new nuclear power. And we also think that they should have a establish a cross-party consensus around this, because nuclear power plants last 60 years, more than the lifetime of any government. So this shouldn't be a party political matter all parties should sit together, sit down together over the next 12 months and agree this plan. The government say they'll publish a roadmap at the end of the year. 
Kent Online reports. An investigation is underway after footage emerged showing refuse workers mixing glass and paper recycling in Canterbury. Now, it comes despite the local authority warning residents they wouldn't collect any loads that have been contaminated with the wrong waste. Well, Lucy joins me now with more on this one. Lucy, where did the footage come from? Well, it was recorded near the Winchip part of town by resident Martin Johnson, who describes himself as a keen recycler. He filmed the workers on three separate occasions and each time they tipped plastic and card waste into one container. Not only is Martin keen to do his bit to help the planet, he's also a former dust cart driver, so knows how things should be done. And you can see the footage by heading to the story at Kent Online today. It is almost red. Clearly, Martin isn't happy. Can you just describe for us how recycling works in the city? Well, residents need to sort their recycling into different coloured boxes. Paper and card goes into a red one, while glass and plastic goes into blue bins. This is so they can then be emptied into different compartments at the back of dust carts. Mr Johnson says the footage has made him furious and says it makes a mockery of the system. And just to add to his annoyance, refuse workers have been on strike in the area for the past few weeks. And finally, Lucy, what have the council had to say? They've thanked Mr Johnson for making them aware of the incidents and say they've apologised. They add clearly it's not acceptable for this to happen when residents have spent their time carefully separating their recycling. As you said at the start, they've promised a full investigation and say appropriate action will be taken. Lucy, thanks ever so much. Three apartment blocks are due to be built on the site of a town centre car park in Sittingbourne. A housing association has applied to build on land off St Michael's Road, which isn't far from the railway station. If approved, the the development will include more than 50 affordable properties for rent. The new owners of a North Kent shopping centre are promising to bring in much-needed improvements. New Ash Green in Longfield was built in the 60s and some shoppers have complained about a lack of investment. Well, KMP Solutions say they're already making plans for the future. Kent Online reports. Now, Kent's first new railway station in eight years has opened for the first time today. Thalit Parkway at Cliffs End between Ramsgate and Minster has cost more than £35 million to build. Critics have called the new high-speed line a waste of money, but Steve White from South Eastern says it'll provide shorter commutes to London and other leisure destinations. This has been done in partnership with Network Rail and Kent County Council, and our customers will benefit from uh, high-speed trains stopping at that station. How important do you think that's going to be, Steve, for people in Thanet? I mean, I, I drove down there last night, actually, and... It can be quite a long journey. How much of a difference is it going to make for people living there? Well, we, we hope it will make a, it will give them a real choice. It will give them the option of travelling by high-speed train all day long or with some of our mainline services in the peaks, and it will give them the option uh, where they can park and ride. So there's a big car park there. There's the option to park and ride and come into London that way. So we are hopeful that it will be a, a, an important addition to the, um, to the travel infrastructure of Kent. What's the station like? It's a step-free uh, parkway station, lots of ability to park your car, access the station, make your journey. So it, I would describe it as simple and functional, and it will, it will encourage customers, we think, to leave the car behind and travel into London or to visit uh, this part of Kent in a very easy way 
um, and sustainable way. We've also caught up with David Davidson, who's the Route Director at Network Rail. We are really we're excited to see what happens. Usually when you build a new parkway station, you see significant development. It will make uh, journeys into London much easier for people because uh, Ramsgate is just down the road, but there's parking there where you can park straight outside the station, jump on the train 70 minutes here in London. So, yeah. Kent County Council uh, contracted with Network Rail to build the station, so we have built the station. Um, they will be able to comment on the costs. Uh, we are excited to have built the station and open it today and uh, see see ridership and see uh, the you know who want to use the station. And you can see pictures of the new station by heading to the website today. Also, follow Kent Online on socials to see drone images of the revamp of Splash's Leisure Centre in Raynham. The multi-million pound complex in Bloor's Lane will have a swimming pool, gym, studios and a cafe. It's costing about £20 million and could open next summer. And historic fortress in Dover could soon become a wedding venue. We've told you about the Citadel before and now the owners have applied for a licence so couples can tie the knot at the 33-acre site. It's currently being transformed with bosses planning to open hotels, restaurants and galleries. A Maidstone microbrewery has announced plans to expand. Goethe's has celebrated its 40th anniversary and plans for a new unit near East Sutton have been given the go-ahead. The site will be four times the size of the current base in Tovel. And four Kent pubs have been named among the best in the country to visit this summer. The Times have published a list of 45 places chosen by local chefs from each area of the UK the Coast Guard near Dover, the Tiger Inn near Folkestone, Bridge Arms near Canterbury and the Dog at Wingham have all been included. Kent Online News Next on the podcast today we want to say a massive thank you as you continue to donate food to the tons of tins appeal being run by our sister radio station KMFM Now they're hoping to replenish food banks across the county as demand increases over the summer holidays It's thought families with children on free school meals will struggle the most over the school break. Well, Liz and Tony from Mears on the Gillingham Business Park popped in with their donation and had a catch-up with Gary and Chelsea. Mears have a programme called Social Values um, where we try and connect with the community that we work in and our particular branch does... Uh, regular charity days which involves us ladies in the office baking and the ops donating to eat it so (laughs) (laughs) so um but i was listening to the radio which we have you on every day and just thought this is something we can do to help other people because where we um work a lot of our um residents use the food banks so that's why we've done it. Well, it's a lovely thing to do, Liz and Tony, and yeah, everyone at Mears. Thank you. You've arrived with four massive boxes of stuff. All They're kinds. Heavy as well. I see all food groups are covered beautifully, which is a, a little extra thing that we've asked people to do. So what, that's one, amazing. One thing I did notice that I didn't notice any baked goods. Did you? No, no. That, but that's the thing. That's really just for us because it's not. <laughs> it's not tons of baked goods. Unfortunately, <laughs> we'll have to have our own campaign when this one finishes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they tend to get eaten on a Monday when yes. they're, they're brought in and delivered. When you say get <laughs> eaten you mean you eat them uh, I certainly have my fair share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. Well, Absolute legends, honestly. The, this is going to make such a difference in the amount that you've brought in and just taking the time to come and see us as well. Yeah, It absolutely. means so much to us. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone at Mears. Is there anyone that you need to shout to that uh, you'll get in trouble if you don't mention them? I, I think there's going to be, obviously there's a lot of people at our branch, but I think we should add in that Mears is a, a company nationwide are doing this sort of thing all the time. That it really 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 high 
on social values and helping the community. And there's a new number one on the Kent Top 40 on KMFM. Peggy Goose, it goes like na-na-na, has knocked Kylie off the top spot. Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire is at number two in the chart this week with Heaven by Joel Corey and Ella Henderson at three. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham beat Dagenham and Redbridge 1-0 in a pre-season friendly at the weekend. Shadrach Ogie scored in the second half away from home on Saturday and Kent Online sports reporter Tom Reeves spoke to Gillingham manager Neil Harris after the match. It's nice to finish on a positive. Um, you know, the start, you know, the, the positive first was uh, we, we were lighter players today um, due to uh, different circumstances. So we were lighter players and... and we picked a team and formation accordingly um, to look at some combinations. Um, and on the whole, I thought we grew into the game. I thought, you know, very bitty for 20 minutes, and then we completely controlled it um, till till probably about 70 minute mark. And, and the, the, my, my only gripe with the lads was, you know, we've got to be more clinical. You know, we had four or five guilt edge chances. We've not put the ball in there. And if you don't take those opportunities during the league season, then it will come back and bite you on the bum at some stage. And it could have done today. You know, Jake, Jake's made a good save. Um, we've had to deal with some balls in our box. Um, but on a whole, today, it was a great exercise for us. Uh, really pleased Dagenham hosted us. Um, and, you know, we get ourselves in the best possible shape for Stockport next week. Um, obviously, the intensity will go up next week. Do you sort of change anything in terms of the, the way you go about training? Or is it just, just literally the intensity of it? No, don't, don't change. Uh, intensity's been there. Um, all, all pre-season that, that won't change the mythology behind the plan for the week won't change to what I've always done and, and what the players are used to from last season and they've seen over the course of pre-season what, what it does is we have, we have a real focus now you know we don't we don't overly concentrate on the opponent you know I didn't concentrate on uh, Dagenham today and the system they play it wasn't about Dagenham it was about us um, and how we played um, and, and the players identifying Dagenham's strengths and weaknesses on the pitch. Um, next week becomes really the preparation is Stockport. You know, preparing for Stockport. We're playing against, in my opinion, uh, the league favourites. You know, first game of the season away from home in front of probably 10,000 people, actually Park. So it's, it's a real, it's a real, it's the toughest game we could have had on the opening day of the season. Um, but it's a great one for us. Well, can you believe it? The Jills get their League Two campaign underway against Stockport County on Saturday. It's come around so quickly, and fans were given a chance to watch the Jills train. Today. They were at Priestfield earlier on this morning. Well, thanks so much for listening today. That's all from us, but don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. And you can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. All you need to do is head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.